0: on Local Now,
1: Channel 525. This is the Sue Freeze Show, talking about life, relationships, and achieving.
0: It's not a big, not a big deal. Let it wash all the bugs off my windshield because you're, you're showing me. In you, I'm free. And you're still the refuge that I've just got to get to. And ooh.
1: Your host Sue Freeze,
0: and it is a beautiful day. No matter where you are, what's going on, no matter what the weather is, it's a beautiful day because it's all in our attitude. It's our choice. It's how we decide to perceive what's in front of us. And my this favorite book that I read so often, Jesus Calling. I was reading it again, and I want to share this with you right off the bat because this is kind of where we're going, which is always the case with this book. It's kind of the amazing thing that. You know, the Lord just really reveals himself in so many ways if we're just paying attention. Do you know that? If we're just paying attention, He he's just all around us. And we just sometimes just take it for granted. And coincidences aren't really coincidences. It's when, you know, he decides to stay anonymous, right? He's not blaring and yelling and screaming that it's him. But you just know it is because how else could this have happened that you met this person or this conversation or this relationship starts or this one ends and this door, the door closes and this door opens, you know, you just, it's amazing. And and God is so, so good. So here it goes. Remember that joy is not dependent on your circumstances. Isn't that amazing? Just that verse, because some of us, you know, I know me too, you know, we can get so down and happy is just not in the vocabulary for today. Let's say. But joy can still be there because we understand who we are in Christ. We understand that he created us. We understand that we have a purpose in this life. And we have to stay focused on that because, you know, so often there are so many things coming at us that can derail us, isn't there? There's so many things that can just derail us from what God wants us to do. And so we have to really be goal-oriented and understand and be in prayer, but understand that God has a purpose. And there is this other force out there. That can do its best, and he's not really, you know, he doesn't scream loud. He comes just really quiet sometimes. But he's there to destroy us, and if we allow it, it can happen. But we can get back on track, and we can get back and, and be on the rail that we need to be on. But we have to be focused, and we have to understand what God's will is in our lives. So I've only read one line out of this whole thing that I need to read. So I'm just going to keep going. Some of the world's most miserable people are those whose circumstances seem the most enviable. People who reach the top of the ladder career-wise are often surprised to find emptiness awaiting them. True joy is a byproduct of living in my presence. This is the Lord speaking to you. Therefore, you can experience it in palaces, in prisons, or anywhere. Do not judge a day as devoid of joy just because it contains difficulties. Instead, concentrate on staying in communication with me. Many of the problems that clamor for your attention will resolve themselves. Other matters you must deal with, but I will help you with them. If you make problem-solving secondary to the goal of living close to me, you can find joy even in your most difficult days. I'm just going to get a little personal with you right now. If you followed along as a, as a loyal listener, thank you so much for doing that. And I'm hoping this show is bringing you inspiration, encouragement, hope, you know, just any of those things. Because that's why I'm sitting in this chair is because the Lord has made this chair available for me and the radio station available so that these messages can get out to more than likely help you. And, and I'm hoping that's what it's doing but to get personal, I've gone through this flood thing. I've gone through relationship issues. I've gone through difficulties in my business. I've got all of these coming at me. And uh, people that work with me on an everyday basis, let's say uh, my bookkeeper, for instance, she's worked with me for 14 years. And she says, Sue, I am so amazed at how calm you are. I would be flipping it. I would just be flipping out uh, if I had one or two of these things, but with all of these things happening all at once, I'm amazed at your calm. And the only way that I – it doesn't mean that I don't get rattled. Believe me. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that I don't cry. It doesn't mean that I don't feel stress, and I don't feel like even some panic sometimes about what's next. But I don't stay in that moment. And the message is you don't have to either. Because we find our comfort when we get close and in the Lord's presence. We have to just bring ourselves back to that place of breathing. You know, it seems as simple as that. Sometimes it's as simple as breathing. And and paying attention to the breathing in, holding it for 10, and then breathing out. And when we do this, something happens inside our body. And then when we get our mind engaged to say, Lord, I need you right now. I don't feel your presence right now. I feel alone in this situation. I feel overwhelmed. I feel attack. I feel vulnerable. I feel scared even. I need you to put that hedge of protection around me and let me feel it, Lord. Let me feel your presence so that I know you're there. Even though in my head I know you're there, I need to feel your presence right here, right now. And you know what's amazing? If we take the time and stop, whatever's like hustle and bustle, I, I was saying to my assistant Lydia, and I was saying, you know, there's just way too much noise in my office. And what I meant by that is there's so much commotion just with the things I have around. And and I realized this because when I had the flood, there's this visual that goes in the symbolism that I I got this visual. And it's like this flood happened, kind of like Noah's ark, but it was like this flood happened and it washed everything away. It's like damage, destruction, right? And then what happens after the storm? The sun comes out and maybe there's even a rainbow. Somebody needed to hear that. But that's what's happened in my life personally. I'm, it's like there's all this negative stuff happening. But then there's a rainbow. The sun comes out and everything that was is washed away. Symbolically, that's what's happened with my home life is that there's this washing away. So some of you that have followed me know that I've been staying in a hotel for like six weeks while they fix my place. And they had to take all the flooring out and the walls out down to the frame, ceilings, floors, everything gone Okay, and I'm in a hotel coming by every so often and in the dust, in the the mire of it all. You know, I'm seeing progress and I'm having to be part of it because I have to pick and choose, you know, my new environment. I have to pick and choose the tile. I have to pick and choose, you know, all of these things, which is fun, but stressful, along with everything else that's going on. When I was in the hotel... The hotel's really clean, you know, the the countertops are all cleaned off and there's just the simplest of things on the countertop like a coffee pot, right? And maybe sweet and low and um, there's an ice tray in the freezer but the refrigerator's completely empty and then you have this other countertop that just looks so beautiful just with nothing on it. And then you go in the bedroom and all there is is there's, you know, an an in table with a a clock. You need a clock, you don't know what time it is. And then a lamp, so you need a light so you can read or do whatever. And there's a TV if you like to have a TV in your bedroom. I recommend couples not having a TV in their bedroom. That's just my thing. But it was so simple. And in the bathroom, you know, there's not much in there. There's just, you know, the shampoo, the conditioner, the lotion, and then a blow dryer, right? And then maybe my makeup bag and a, you know, a brush and a toothbrush, of course, right? But it's just so clean, so non Loud, it's not loud. It, there's nothing screaming at me. There's no knickknacks. There's no things to dust. You can just wipe off the countertop really fast. And I kind of liked it. I kind of liked the simpleness of not having all this noise around me. So now I have this new level of awareness of the noise. And I'm saying to myself, I need to purge. So even though I've had this washing away of the old and I've got the new. What am I bringing back in? What baggage am I carrying back in? Right? And in our lives, don't we go through this too? Don't we do the same thing symbolically if we can think about this? I always look at parallels and there's a a lesson in everything. There's a lesson in every single thing that happens. So just with that, what am I going to bring back in and what – function does it have? And is it important enough for me to look at it every day? And that's what I'm asking myself. Now, the water didn't get into my closet. And so there all my clothes are still there. And they're just staying there for right now. But I'm dealing with the other things right now, because I think I've been the same size almost since high school. So I have every generation, every fad, there is okay, and uh, they come back, you know, so I save a lot of money by not getting rid of because I can just put it back on when it comes back. That's just a thing for me. Uh, but I do like to buy, you know, like newer things in my closet. So I will say that too. And uh, I, I will never, I will never lack in the clothes department. <laughs> anyway, do you, do you hear what I'm saying as far as, you know, the washing away? Think about it on a personal level with relationships or even just unforgiveness in your heart unforgiveness. You know, I'm I'm going through that too. That's a whole Nether stage. I I don't know if I you were listening in the past, but I have hired a life coach. I've never had a life coach in my life. I've had counselors. I've worn them out. But now I have this life coach and I'm thinking, what is the purpose of a life coach? I mean, come on, really? But I have to tell you I only meet with her 1 hour every week. She gives me homework assignments. It's keeping me on this focused path. She asked what it was I wanted to accomplish in our time together. What, what was the, the goal that I was trying to accomplish and I was wanting to accomplish that I wanted focus. I wanted, um, I wanted to understand more about myself so that I could close a chapter so I could open a chapter. And there's something to be said about that, even in this washing away and putting in the new, it's like we can hold on to stuff that really has no positive in our lives anymore. We can choose to hold on or we can choose to let it go, right? And what I'm doing is I've got a new level of letting go. I, I am reaching this level of letting go. And it's not easy to do. The pain has to be worth the gain. So you have to understand the gain in the simple The simpleness of it. You're listening to The Sue Free Show on our flagship station, KKLA 99.5. If you're tuning in now and you're a new listener, thank you so much for joining in. And there is a reason that you're tuned in right now. I don't know what that reason is, but the Lord does. And so stay tuned to what's being talked about here, okay? And also, if you know somebody that you really would like to share the show with, if you go to Sue Free, spelled like fries oneword.com. If you click on there, there is so much information. There are over five years, almost actually, almost six years of podcasts. It's just as amazing to me to think of that. <laughs> it really is. Yes. <laughs> I'm amazed at that. I really truly am. Anyway, Katie, the engineer producer over on the other side, she's clapping. And I just think that's so sweet. She's such an encourager. So with that being said, you can tune in to the podcast on iHeart, iTunes. You can go to SueFreeze.com, and you can get them there. And there's different subject matters. There's ministries. There's people that I talk to. There's guests on the show that bring new insight and new encouragement. It's just there's so much there. And then there's things you can download. I have a new thing called the New I Ams, and they're, they're audio affirmations from the Word of God. And this whole process is where you can go on there and you, you can record these I am's in your own voice. And then I suggest that you listen to them every morning and every night and your life will be changed. It will. It's, it's a known fact. 30 days will, will do some change, but within 90 days you will see amazing change. Change is good, isn't it? Change is good. We need to be evolving all the time because the world keeps evolving. It is changing all the time. It's amazing how fast the world is changing. And, uh, you know, we have to keep up with it, don't we? You know, I still have some elderly people that are friends of mine that, that don't own a computer or they don't have a smartphone. And, and I know that's amazing to those of us that are like tied to our, uh, you know, we say that they're, you know, actually making our lives easier. I'm not sure if that's true, really, when I think about it. I think that it's an electronic leash, and I think that it's it can be. If we're not um, disciplined, it can be a huge distraction to what's really important. But it is important for us to stay up and to to be willing and desire to learn and to change. I just wrote another book. I'm a co-author. And the book is called The Change. And, uh, I wrote a chapter in this book and it, and it talks about change and it, it kind of just a little bit, just a little bit of it is it it talks about, are you a tree or a rock? And do you love who you are? And if I, if I ask any person that question, it's amazing the body language I get when I'm looking at the person and I'll say, do you love who you are? Are you happy? You know, and, and people have different definitions of happy. Uh, and, and people, when you say, do you love who you are? There's all, it, it's amazing. Try it. <laughs> At, look in the mirror and ask yourself, do you love who you are? Just ask yourself that and see what happens to your body. And if you don't get a big smile on your face and you don't get your eyes to sparkling, then you have work to do. Because that's where I was and that's what I needed to do. And, and you know, those that, are really trying hard to be the best they can be, are going to be the most critical of themselves. And I will give you that because that's me, is I I really am hardest on myself. And you might be that way too. So we we strive to for excellence and we strive to be better than we were the day before. That's not always easy, but if that's the goal, the, and we know that we're going to fall down and we know that we're going to fall short because God says we're going to. All have fallen short of glory of God, right? All, not just some, but all. So just know that. He knows it, but he loves us anyway. Isn't that the good news? He loves us anyways. and I'm so thankful for that. So there's, this, there's some scripture here that I want to share with you because I think it goes along with what we're talking about. It says, Though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, Though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God, my Savior. So even when everything seems to be going not okay, we can still make a decision to rejoice in the Lord. And be joyful because we know that that we're his. And if you're not his and you don't know how to become his, a little sidebar. All you need to do if you, if you don't know if you have this personal relationship, if you don't know that you're his, because you'll know when you're his. So if you're not sure, the best thing to do is to just reach up your hands, lift up your eyes, and ask the Lord to reveal to you and ask him to show you the way. And he says that if you believe in him, you will not perish. And all you have to do is just, just say, Lord, I want to be your child. I want to be with you. And if you believe that Jesus died on the cross and rose again on the third day, and he's here for you and, and for me, then you will be starting this relationship of being in the family. People sometimes stop there and that's so sad because that's only the very beginning. The next step is, is to get, you know, dialed into a church. And get in with other believers so that you can learn more and to get into his word. Get a Bible. I suggest the NIV just because it's easier reading. You know, it doesn't have the arts and the thous. And some people don't understand that there's different Bibles. It doesn't mean that it's different story. It just means that they make it a little easier for you to understand because they're speaking the language that maybe we speak now. So, you know, NIV is a good one. It's new international version. Okay? And, and that's the first step. And, and let someone know. Just tell one person. Just let somebody know that you've done this. Okay? And if you need to be led through this, just ask someone that you know of that's a Christian, and, and they'll walk you through the process if you don't want to do it alone. It's very good to walk alongside someone else. It's a great thing to do. And the rest of this, it says, The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to go on the heights. Splendor and majesty are before him, strength and joy in his dwelling place strength and joy in his dwelling place where is his dwelling place it's in your heart and it's also no no matter where you are is his dwelling place he's everywhere so it's really good to know that isn't it he's right with you all the time it's a good thing and even if you don't feel him there he's there you just have to ask him ask and you shall receive that's what it says I'm going to continue on with this book because this is uh, actually where I wanted to start. But because I read this other day, I thought, oh, boy, it goes together so well. It says, be willing to follow wherever I lead. Follow me wholeheartedly with glad anticipation, quickening your pace. Though you don't know what lies ahead, I know. And that is enough. Some of my richest blessings are just around the bend. Out of sight, but nonetheless very real. To receive these gifts, you must walk by faith, not by sight. That is so key, isn't it? To walk by faith, not by sight. Everything can look wrong around you. Everything can look like it's just going down down the tubes, right? Just like what was happening with me in my life, right? But I had to walk by faith. I had to say, no, the Lord's got this. He's got it. And he's going to see me through whatever I'm going through. I can be tested right now. This could be a test for me. And I have to show that I'm going to be okay. And so the Lord gives me the strength to go through and gives me the courage to just walk through it. But it's not by sight because what's in front of me that I see doesn't look real pretty, right? And that could be what you're going through too. So walk by faith. Believe he has you. Believe he's got you. And he knows right where you are because the Bible says that. And so all you need to do is just understand he's right there with you. And there's a reason. We don't always understand the reason. I don't understand why there was a flood in my place. I have no idea other than the water heater broke. I get that. But why? Why me? Why now? You know? And I could ask why forever and I'm never going to get the answer. So what I have to do is just say, okay, God's got this. And I just have to do my part. My part is to stay focused on, you know, doing what I can do. And we can't do everything. So we focus on what we can do. That's a really big message there. That was another show. Because there's people in this world that can get so involved in what they can't do that they can't see what they can do. And what we have to focus on is what we can do, isn't it? This doesn't mean closing your eyes to what is all around you. It means subordinating the visible world to the invisible shepherd of your soul. Sometimes I lead you up a high mountain with only my hand to support you. The higher you climb, the more spectacular the view becomes. Also, the more keenly you sense your separation from the world with all its problems. This frees you to experience exuberantly the joyous reality of my presence. Oh, Doesn't that sound fantastic? Give yourself fully to these glory moments, awash in dazzling light. I will eventually lead you down the mountain, back into community with others. Let my light continue to shine within you as you walk among people. Again, we live by faith, not by sight. That's 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are in a sanctuary. That's Psalm 96, 6, in case you've got your Bible and you want to, you know, underline that verse. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of of life, John 8, 12. We will be back with more of the Sue Freeze Show right after this brief break. Hi, Sue Freeze, the termite lady here. It's been my privilege to serve my community for 32 years as owner of E. coli termite and pest control. Family is one of the most important things in my life, so you can imagine my panic when my little boy Tyson stopped breathing for the first time when he was 2 years old. It was the most terrifying thing I'd ever experienced. In an instant, Tyson had become a statistic One in eight children in California who suffers from life-threatening asthma. Those of you who listen to my radio show understand that I'm not a victim. I'm a mover, I'm a doer, and I'm a believer. And so I did what I had to do. I set out to find out why Tyson was suffering those horrific asthma attacks, and the journey was powerful and illuminating. I learned so much about how asthma attacks can be prevented, How you can make your home a healthier, happier environment, and how you can emerge from challenging situations like this even stronger and more powerful than you ever could imagine. I've shared my family's story in my new book, Learning to Breathe, available now on my website, www.suefreez.com. If you or someone you love suffers from asthma, this is a book you must read. Please order your copy today. And for more information about effective alternatives to traditional pest control, please call us at E.C.O.L.A., 800-332-2847. We'd love to help you take care of your home and your family, too. Learning to Breathe, available now at soupfreeze.com.
1: They're called the stealth bugs of the insect world, termites, every homeowner's nightmare. But a lot of KKLA listeners don't lose a moment of sleep over termites because of E. termite and pest control. They are California's leading ecological alternative termite control company. You see, E. gets rid of termites by using family-friendly, poison-free alternatives like ElectroGun that seeks out and eliminates the little rascals microwave process for small areas and their new E.C.O.L.A. heat using clean hot air for entire walls. No embarrassing circus tent over your home. No poison gas, no bagging your food or moving out for a couple of days. E.C.O.L.A. termite and pest control gets rid of termites effectively and quickly. So call E.C.O.L.A. at 877-332-BUGS 877-332-BUGS E.C.O.L.A. Powerful termite and pest control, as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. You're listening to The Sue Free Show.
0: Thank you, E. termite, and pest control for sponsoring this show. If you need termite, if you need pest control, I really hope you give us a chance. Just give us a call. We We like to say that we want to be your first choice, okay? We don't want you to even look anywhere else because we are the best. Okay, we've been voted best, A plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, but we want to be your first choice. Okay, we want to be the first thing you think about. It. You have a termite or a pest control problem or a rodent problem or a bed bug problem, you call Ecola. If you can't remember that, remember Termite Lady. Okay. Secondly, if we if we can't be your first choice, we want to be your second opinion. So if you really need that second opinion, okay, go ahead, go ahead and and do that. But let us be that second opinion because, you know what, I don't want you to be steered wrong. I don't want you to choose something other than what you really need. And we will tell you, and it's free. The inspections are free with Ecola. So if you call us, we come out, we do an inspection. We'll tell you what you have, where you have it, what your options are, what the cost would be. And, you know, it's not a fun experience, and we all at Ecola, we know that. We know that. But we want to make it as hassle-free as possible. And we want to give you peace of mind that we're taking care of it and we're taking care of you, okay? So that's the deal with that. Secondly, this book is very near and dear to my heart because it's about my son, who's now 33. His name's Tyson. He works with me at Ecola, and it's wonderful. But he had asthma at the age of two. He he came down with, he, he got asthma, and I did everything right that I could think of as as a new mother. I read every book, and... I just did everything by the book, and I did everything even eating liver, which I cannot stand eating liver, but they said it was good for the baby, so I ate it. Ah, uh, but then that too. We were at someone's house and they had cats, and my son had this scary, tragic asthma attack. I knew exactly what it was, and it just it, it just kind of just tore the heart right out of me. And uh, after that, you know, it was just every February, every November, I had to uh, rush him to the hospital because I couldn't breathe until we got the nebulizer, which was a lifesaver because it was something that they did at the hospital. And I said, why can't you give me one of these machines? Well, back then, they didn't allow that. But then I spoke very loud and uh, talked to a lot of people. And finally, finally, I was able to purchase one of these nebulizers, which... You know, made it to where I didn't have to jump in the car and drive, you know, 30 to 40 minutes with my son, not knowing if he's going to catch his next breath. And uh, I got one of those machines, and now it's it's very common to have uh, mothers that have children with asthma to get a nebulizer. And it's a way of just giving them what they need in order to get that, that breath. And it's the scariest thing, you know, when you have a child who can't breathe. It's a scary, scary thing. So fast forward from his age of two to uh, 2011, and uh, I was riding my horse, and I got bucked off my horse, and I shattered my right leg. I'm a professional dancer. I run Ecola services and, you know, a mother of, of my children and, and, you know, just had a lot of things going on, uh, competitive water skier and, you know, I just, a uh, motorcycle rider, I just, I, I like to do everything there was to do athletically. And I shattered my right leg, and they put a metal plate. It took six hours, two surgeons, and a metal plate and ten pins to put my leg back together again. And during this time, you know, you can't – I couldn't put any weight on my leg for six months in a wheelchair, then learned uh, how to use a walker. But I had to learn how to walk all all over again. And it's not something you think about because you learn how to walk when you're very, very, very young. So you don't think about it. The good part of this is that I didn't like the way I walked. And so I could change my strut, uh, starting over again. And I did, I did just that. I changed my strut to where I like how I walk now, but it's really interesting because there's a whole process that you go through. And when you're in a wheelchair and you're not used to being in a wheelchair, you learn that There's a lot of different things that go on when you're at that level. It's kind of children, you know. If you look at things from a child's level, you're looking at the bottom underneath of a table. So you're seeing a lot of maybe gum under there and things like that. It's just perspective, isn't it? Seeing things from a different perspective. When you're in a chair, you know, even going to the restroom, you know, all of those things are very difficult to do. So you learn when you're in the situation just a different perspective and a different world. And and life brings these things to us for a reason. Everything that's happened, for instance, in the Sioux Freeze life, has happened for a reason. And it's not all been pleasant. And I think I learned more from the negatives, the, the things that were tragic or somewhat tragic. I learned more from those than I did the positive wins that I've had in my life because I've had those too. I've had a lot of wonderful wins. I want a car on American Bandstand. How many people can say that? I, you know, There's a lot of wins that I've had, and, and they've been wonderful. But I've learned more from the falls, I've learned more from the broken leg, I've learned more from, you know, all those other things that have happened. But the reason I brought this up was, during this time, you know, I was so busy doing my business and doing all the things I was doing, that I would not have had time to write this book called Learning to Breathe, if I wouldn't have had this accident happen. So, you know, when you're looking for the silver lining, all right, this book was birthed because of a tragedy. A tragedy of me shattering my right leg. In that, though, I could have been paralyzed or killed, you know. So a shattered leg seems like nothing, doesn't it? Even though now I'm limited. I had no idea the last time I water skied that it was going to be the last time I water skied. I I didn't realize that the last time I went snow skiing was the last time I was going to go snow skiing. I didn't understand this. And that's another lesson, isn't it? Is that you have to embrace every moment in our life. Because if you don't, you don't know if it's your last time. You just don't know. You know, things have happened recently where, you know, there's been things that I didn't understand that it was going to be the last time this or that was going to happen. And and so we need to embrace those moments, don't we? That's That's a message, isn't it? Embrace every moment. Embrace the time you have with a person. You don't know if it's the last time you're going to see that person. We have no guarantees, do we? You're listening to the Sue Free Show on our flagship station, KKLA 99.5. Thank you so much, San Diegans. All the way up north, this show is syndicated. It goes all up and down. And now with the internet and everything, it goes all over the world. So London, thank you so much for listening because I know you're listening over there too. So so just thank you so much for listening to the show. And I'm hoping that it brings something, a breath maybe to you. Or if you know somebody, maybe you can share it and connect with me, would you? You know, this show was birthed on the thought that it's the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. It kind of, you know, I think it encircles everything, doesn't it? Isn't that what life is about? Passion, purpose, and connection. Because you need those. You need to be passionate about what you do in life. That's why God gave us gifts. And those gifts are what kind of tells us what that passion is. Pursuing things is so important because if we give up, you're just giving up. And maybe you're giving up right before, you know, the victory happens. You don't know, right? So pursuing is important. Persistence, you got to keep on keeping on. Having passion is what keeps you going when times get really, really tough. Connection. Connection is... So important. When I think about people and I think about relationships, that is connected to connections. It's in in my business. The people that have helped me the most, the people that I rely on, uh, the people that I surround myself with, I'm connected to. And there's something we have. You know, and I'm, I've got my fingers kind of entwined because it's just so amazing, the relationships and how we lean on those relationships. And those relationships, you, sometimes you don't even understand the depth until something happens and then this person comes through or, or they just say just the right thing at just the right moment. But we have to be present, don't we? To be connected with somebody, you have to be present. What does that mean exactly? What does that even mean to be present? There was a lady who wrote a big, long thing on Facebook, and this is for mostly mothers out there, but for anyone in relationship at all. I was talking about our phones being an electric leash, but also being a distraction, and they're supposed to make our lives simpler and better, right? But this lady, she's a a young mother, and she has young children, and they're at a uh, jumpy house, you know, where the inflatable things. And um, there was a little restaurant next door. And so this mother and child were there, and they were just kind of like regrouping. And next to her was another little girl, adorable. She, she described her as a very adorable little girl. And the little girl is trying to talk to her mother. And this lady, I mean, she wrote, I had to keep scrolling down if you can get this about 10 times. So she wrote a lot. So scroll down 10 times is a lot of writing. But this lady was so emotionally um, jolted, the lady writing this Facebook post, because she says, I'm sitting next to this mother and child, and I'm watching the dynamics that's happening right next to me. And what she noticed was the little girl was trying to get her mother's attention just trying tra- trying to talk to her mom and say I want to be a nurse or I want to be a doctor and she was all excited and just so full of life and excitement and the mother never looked up the mother never once looked up and made contact connection with this little girl and the little girl as the post went on uh kind of lost the light and kind of just went just folded in and went like the you know the flower that's blooming and it goes back into the non-bloom, <laughs> she kind of sunk into this, I'm not gonna talk anymore because she's not listening anyway. No matter what I do, it's not gonna get her attention and and I don't really matter too much. And all the self-talk that was going on inside this little girl is I'm not valued, I'm not loved, I must not be important. So mothers, especially mothers, but anyone out there, when you are in the proximity of another person at the dinner table, at a restaurant. I've done this. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. But anytime you're with another person in their presence, you need to put the phone down, turn it off, put it on vibrate, do whatever, but be present with the person you're with. It's so vitally important. And that Facebook post, I don't remember the lady's name, but it was so good. And it was so like an alert went off and a little bell went off. And, and she says to all the mothers out there, you know, because our children – our children need us so badly, and they need our attention. They need our, our focus, and they need to be connected with us. And so be present with your children. So I was on connection, and that's that's what we're talking about is being connected, connected to the people that we need to be connected with. But also if you're in a room, here here's the thing. I, I recently, um, just this last weekend, I went to um, a new dance venue that I haven't been to and it happened to be all the way in Atlanta never been to Atlanta thought I'd check it out and it was a dance competition I took first place which is very exciting to be back on the dance floor with the bimetal plate and 10 pins in my leg and I'm dancing and it's just a miracle from God and I'm so so grateful and thankful it's such a blessing to be doing that and uh but the thing is is that I was in an environment where normally people will know me because I'm in a circuit in you know lo- more locally where people uh you know know who I am and don't have a problem coming up and asking me to dance because you know everybody's at different levels of dance and if you don't know the person you don't know what you know it could be a beginner it could be somebody really good either way you could be intimidated or you know whatever and so what I realized is being in a place where not a lot of people knew who I was um, where normally I would sit and people would ask me to dance this time I sat and if I didn't get up and ask somebody to dance I was going to continue to sit. Because they didn't know who I was and didn't understand that, you know, I wanted to dance or that I'd like to dance or that actually I could dance, right? And so I thought about that. And not only in the dance community, in the dance venue, but how about just at a party? So what I did was I took it upon myself to look for somebody that looked like they felt like they didn't belong kind of like I did. I kind of felt like I didn't – I wasn't connected. (laughs) I wasn't connected because I didn't have any connection. So I would look for somebody else that was not feeling connected based on body language or based on where they sat or just because they looked like they were down and out. You know, they weren't real happy. And I went and asked them to dance. And it was so much fun. And, you know, isn't, isn't this true that wherever we are, there might be an odd man out. There might be somebody that just feels kind of out of place, kind of like alone, uh, not fitting in. And no matter what age we are and no matter what venue we're at, no matter what party or or occasion, there's already somebody that's kind of like just by themselves. How about if we're the person that is seeking those people? How about if we're that person that goes into an environment like this instead of feeling, oh, man, I feel so uncomfortable right now. Look for somebody else that looks like they're uncomfortable. How about that? Doesn't that, it, doesn't that just change a perspective right there? and say okay my job right now is i know i'm uncomfortable right now maybe but i'm just going to look for somebody else that looks uncomfortable and connect with them and everybody no matter what they look like we tend to prejudge and it's just something we have to fight and it's almost impossible to fight it because it's just our brain does it without us even thinking about it i notice mine does and i you know we prejudge and it's so we miss out we miss out because we prejudge but how about if we just make it a point to walk in a room and say, I'm going to look for that person that might not feel real comfortable right now, and I'm going to go up and I'm going to ask them to tell me their story. I'm going to challenge each one of you to try this because I'll tell you what, it really was an eye-opener for me this weekend, this last weekend. It was really, really fun to do this and uh, to get to meet people and get to learn about them. I told my children a long time ago, is whenever you feel uncomfortable in a situation, act like you're interviewing because when you do that, you're, you're kind of taking yourself out of how you're feeling and you're learning about somebody else. And it's so much fun because, you know, one thing we know is that everybody likes to talk about themselves. Well, they just do, right? And everybody likes to hear their name. That's one of those things out of how to win friends and influence people. I don't think that's a shallow book. I think it's just a reality. And if we're aware of these things, it can really connect us quicker. And is that such a bad thing? Is it a bad thing to connect with people quicker? I don't think so. I am not good and I'm getting better. I I like to say the right thing is I'm getting better at this. I have not conquered this. But names, remembering people's names, I try to relate it to something so I can say, okay, yeah, I knew someone like that. Yeah, they kind of look like that same person. So, okay, I'm going to put those names together, right? But whatever your system is, you know, it's really good if we can remember names. How do you feel when somebody remembers your name? Don't you feel more special like they remembered you it's just it's something about that you're listening to the Sue Free Show on our flagship station KKLA 99.5 And you can stream this show. You can go on our podcast on the Sioux Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. And you can find all kinds of different messages, all kinds of different guests that are going to come on. In fact, in the near future, I'm going to have John Townsend on the show. And you know what? He is one of my mentors. And he has been on my show numerous times. And he's very well known as far as being author of many books, and I think he has a new book. He told me what it was, and I can't remember right now, but he has a new book that's just coming out. And so he wants to come on and talk about his new book, and he counsels people. He has a radio show and, uh, he's very, very good. I've listened to him for years and years and years and years. And then one year, um, I had him on the show and it was right around Christmas time and he actually invited me to his house to meet his wife and his children and, uh, other people that he associates and connects with. And it was really, really, really a wonderful time to be there and, and to enjoy those relationships. You know, getting back to the personal coach, she's asking me to do certain things. One thing she asked me to do, which I said in another show, is she asked me to write down all the words that would describe me. Have you ever done that? Have you ever just sat and wrote down all the words that would describe you? You know, I have a difficult time with this. I mean, she said, I want you to try and write down 50. <laughs> 50. 50! That's a lot of words. But she wants me to write 50 words to describe me. And then she says, after you get your 50 then you can ask people for help. So interesting exercise. I recommend it. Because then you can, you know, look at these when you're feeling down or you're feeling like you're beating yourself up and, you know, you're just not measuring up. Maybe you're being a little critical of yourself. You can look at these and maybe feel a little better. Maybe. So that's one thing she asked me to do. Another thing she asked me to do is to write forgiveness letters to people that maybe I have not forgiven and I've done this in the past. This is an exercise I have done in the past. But do we only do these exercises once in our lives? You know, I mean, do we get it all together and then, and then we just think that we've got it all together? Because, you know, there's new people that have happened from the last time I did this. I did this, I think, 20 years ago. I think it was, yeah, maybe 15 years ago. And now, you know, I have other people that maybe I need to forgive. Um, and so she told me to, you know, just, Name the names of the people that I might be holding something on. And then I need to write them a letter. It doesn't mean that you're going to send the letter. It just means you're going to write the letter. Because once you write it, you can crinkle it up. You can throw it in the fireplace. You can keep it to look at it later to see if you've improved. Or, you know, whatever you want to do with it. But it's not necessary to write the letter to give it to that person. Because it's not about them. It's about you, right? Because when you hold unforgiveness in your heart, you become prisoner. They don't even know what's going on with you. So it's that's how it works. And to the level you forgive others is the level you will be forgiven, is what it says in the Bible. So if that's true, then we need to forgive. I heard on the fish a while ago, and it said, you know, you need to choose to forgive and forget. But if you can't do both, choose one. And I thought that was so good. You know, you either forgive or you just forget, right? At least one. Choose one. I thought that was good advice. (laughs) So that's another exercise that can bring healing is writing these things down, putting their name on it, you know, and, and just getting it on paper because then you're getting it out of your head, out of your heart. It's out there. There's no secret anymore. It's out there. It's, it's in black and white or blue and white or whatever color you're writing with. But it's out there. And she says, you don't want to type this. You want to write it. And I thought that was interesting, too. Because there's something happens inside of you when you hand write versus type. It's more personal. And we remember better when we write versus type. Did you know that? We remember more if you're taking notes if you write versus type. I thought that was interesting. I did not realize that. So in a couple shows ago, I asked you this question. Who are you? Do you love who you are? Right? Why are you here? That's another question, is why are we here? That's a big question. It could say, you know, you're just taking up air, you know, airspace, right? You're breathing air and, you know, taking up the space for this time. But why are you here? Because God created you for a specific purpose. You have a reason. You have a purpose for being on this earth. And I could say, definition-wise, I could say, yeah, Sue Fries, you're a successful woman. I could say that. But now at my over 50 years, I, I am now realizing that success takes on a whole new view because I don't – the success part is not really where I desire because it's – the purpose wasn't for me to be successful. My purpose here on this earth is to have a, si- a significant impact on other people. I want to have significance. I want my life to matter. Do you want your life? to matter? Do you want to make a difference in people's lives? Do you need to get your act together before you start this process? Or could you just do it now? Is there a neighbor that needs some advice? Is there a neighbor that needs a hug? Is there a neighbor that needs a drive, a ride somewhere? It could be as simple as that. Right? So significance versus success, they are different, aren't they? God loves you and he wants you. He wants you right where you are, right here, right now. All you have to do is look up ask him and he will be there for you. Until next week, be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you.
1: You've been listening to the Sue Free show, sponsored by Ecola Termite and Pest Control Service. E.C.O.L.A. has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. E.C.O.L.A. keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call E.C.O.L.A. today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services, as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS.